total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember the power is within. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending where you're at on this beautiful planet or this amazing universe. Mark Sanchez here once again with the amazing, beautiful Isela Garcia, right? Happy New Year's, y'all, right? It's 2022 and we all made it. We're alive and vibrant. Well, at least I feel vibrant. <laughs> so check this out, right? Since we're in a new year, right? Since we're here, the new year, new me type shit is already happening, right? The gyms are full as fuck and it's annoying, right? Well, at least I know half these mother lovers are only going to be there for about a month, a month and a half tops. Right. So with that being said, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Right. And how we feel about that. Right. So the topic of this, um, the headliner of this podcast is going to be fuck New Year's resolutions. Right. The real F word. Right. The last one was the F word, but that was forgiveness. Today is the real F-U-C-K word. Right. So let's go. Um, Isela, how do you feel? How do New Year's resolutions make you feel? And what's your um, what's your take on that whole um, that whole hoopla um, of that? Yeah, you know, I have so many thoughts going on in my head right now. I Happy New Year to everyone. It is 2022. And, um, you know, I think it's real easy for us to kind of get in the space of, you know, things are really shitty right now in terms of COVID and everything that's happening in the world. But, you know, I keep thinking and, and experiencing day-to-day things that, to me, it's like, we have the opportunity to really choose how we're going to experience what's happening in the world. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us grew up with the idea of really relishing in new beginnings and, you know, the idea of 2022 being a new start, a fresh start. And what you said is, I, it's so funny. I, I thought it just thought about that. The gyms are really full right now because, right. People are like, I'm going to make this change in my life and I'm going to be healthier this year. And what science tells us is that in terms of how the brain works, um, it takes 21 to 25 consecutive experiences to just to start to create, just start. That's like a little tiny movement into changing or creating a pattern in your life. And it actually is 66, um, not necessarily as consecutive, but they need to be pretty consistent experiences. But change really takes six to nine months. And, you know, by next, the following Wednesday, we're like done, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, fuck the gym, I'll go after work. And then you don't go. Because <laughs> what's happening in your brain is that even though intellectually, we understand what we need to do to have a maybe a healthier life, or you want to create new patterns or experiencing intellectually, we understand it. But you have this thing called the limbic system. And the limbic system is your emotional center and your limbic system holds on to your old experiences. So it's like saying it's like the devil and the angel on your shoulder, you know, like you're the angel is the intellectual self saying these are the things that you need to do get up off your ass and do it. And then the devil's on the other side, like, oh, what are you doing? That's not what we do. You know, sit on the couch or get, I used to do this. I'm going to be real honest. I'd get DVDs that were going to change my life, right? Workout DVDs. Uh-huh, I yeah. put it in and I watched that shit. <laughs> like, let see if I like it. Maybe I'm not going to like it. Let me just check it out. So what happens is our body resists things that are out of our normal routine. It doesn't judge it. It just is used to the patterns of behavior that we um, have engaged in for a very long time. So that's the science part of it. In the spirituality piece, for me, it's really about it's getting out of the conditioning that I've had my whole life of like projecting forward. And so an example of that is I remember when I was working towards my doctorate, it's like once I get my doctorate, I can relax and have fun with life. Once I get my people do this with like relationships, once I have a relationship, I'll be happy and feel fulfilled. Once I get a house, I'll feel comfortable. And you know, it's like we have all these projection forward. And, and I really have come to a place where I'm trying to unravel that within me, that idea of looking beyond, um, 
looking like just beyond in establishing it's I'm not, I'm not opposed to establishing goals but I think that sometimes we get so fixated on what we hope is going to happen that we miss out on the present experience of what is happening in front of us what is happening for us in this very moment what are your thoughts wow <clears throat> so what I heard right is it takes a certain amount of times in order to make a habit a habit Right. right. 21 days, 25 days, 60 days, whatever the heck. Right. So half these mother lovers are not even going to make it through the first third of that. Right. Right. And so what I heard, though, people. Right. If this is your 25th year of making a resolution, you might finally fucking stick to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you consistently made the same New Year's resolution, this might be the 25th year. You might actually do something about it. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is funny and interesting. Right. Because. um. I'm not opposed to making setting goals either, right? But I remember looking so far into the future, right? And worried about that or so fixated on the past, right? You brought us something really, we, we talk about this right now a lot through the podcast is about being present in this moment, right? And it's really interesting to sit here and have this conversation now because here we are like episode eight or nine or whatever it is. Right. Uh, without a plan. Right. right. We just kind of went with it. We just show up and get in the moment and see what happens. Right. And I think about New Year's resolutions for me, um, I had a, had a negative connotation just because I know that that just meant I'm going to say something that I'm really not going to do, but it sounds nice. And since everybody else is doing it, why not jump on that train? Why not, why not be a follower? And if it makes me feel better about myself for the end of the year, oh yeah, I got a new year resolution. I'm going to wait till the 31st and I'll start then, mm -hmm. right? But time doesn't stop for nobody, right? Time keeps ticking. Time doesn't give a fuck if you got a new year's resolution next year or tomorrow or today, right? So I'm that type of person is like, okay, hold on. It took me a while to get here, but why not start now in the present moment, mm -hmm. right? Be here, have a clear vision of where I want to go, right? And in order to have that clear vision, you have to get to know who you are, right? And I think a lot of people don't even know who they are in this day and age, right? So they make resolutions, right? They make then maybe that's why they don't stick to them because they're making resolutions. I'm going to get healthier, but they don't even know who they are. They're just following what somebody else wants, what needs, right? Because what's healthy to you? What's healthy to me? Right. Right. So, like I said, for re resolutions for me are kind of one of those that that weird thing that people just say because it's a trendy thing to say, right? right? It's just trendy and people followed the trend. So here we are, the beginning of the year, the gym is packed. I'm, 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 I'm practicing my patience, right? Because I know it's just a limited time, right? I hope it would be nice to see the gym packed forever and, and see a lot of people going and getting healthy, right? But inside, I'm like, son of a gun, fool. You're just here. You're just wasting my time, right? <laughs> and I got to kind of be nice about it because I'm like, that's oh, okay. It's only a limited time, right? So yeah, that's how I feel about New Year's resolutions. I think one of the things that I've learned in my spiritual development, <clears throat> um, well, let me give you a little backstory. When I was 18, I left home. And I think I shared this story in one of the podcasts um, that we've done already, uh, like leaving home with the shirt on my back. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I created goals. I created just a list of goals. And I used to keep them on the back of my door, my bedroom door. I had a roommate when I first went to college. And so I kept a, my list uh, behind the door. So every time I would shut the door, I would see my list of goals that I had. When I finished school with my final degree, that was my... <clears throat> outside of writing books, which I've done, I just haven't published them just yet. Um, that was my final, that was the final thing that I had set out to accomplish. And so I'd accomplished everything that I put out that I wanted to do. And yet I still didn't feel completely fulfilled. And it was sort of the expectation that these things, these uh, sort of... Uh, I would say these experiences that I believed equaled success, whether it be the job, the degrees, the experiences of life, travel, that kind of thing, that those things were going to make me successful. And, and I would feel good as a result of that. 
And so, and I, and we're trained to do this. And when we're, I just remember in elementary school and in college, like, where do you want to be in five years? And where do you want to be in 10 years? And this focus of projecting into the future. And one of the things that I'm really working on now <clears throat> is letting that go is actually learning to, it's what I envision in my mind, um, in terms of my, my intuitive self, my connection to God, is that I'm in the passenger seat of the car. And this whole journey up into the last few years, I have really seen myself in the driver's seat of the car. And I'm the one making the decisions and I'm the one, you know, struggling through school and I'm the one that's making these commitments and all of those things. And I've realized now that I've accomplished all the things that I set out to do, that 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 idea of me being in charge was an ego driven experience. And I really have come to a place where I am working on letting go of the need to um, kind of project out what I think I should be happening for me. And I, I really, I really believe I'm just trying to align my, my practice with this, that if I really got in the passenger side of the car and I at all times or 90% of the time, let spirit guide me, let my intuition guide me and respond accordingly to what really feels right in the moment without overthinking it. I really, that's getting in the flow. And I think that the flow is available to me at all moments. And the flow is just being fully present in the experience. And then the universe starts to, things just start to line up and happen for you. And I think we all have moments of that, right? But I think what happens is I get in my head sometimes, I think we all do, go, well, I need to do this and then this and then this and then this and this. And then we take back that driver's seat. So that's what I'm working on right now. Wow, that is, that, that's so magical, right? In, in a bigger scheme and context of things, because you just hit and you just touch on some things that I'm personally going through, right? Because we all wanted to strive to be the best, right? For me, it was like, just fucking finish high school, right? And I did that. I was so proud. I was so excited, right? I made sure I got A's. I showed up all the time. Okay, I didn't show up every single day, but I was <laughs> My <laughs> grades were great enough that it didn't matter if I showed up all the time, right? Because my teachers couldn't say nothing. I'm like, you see that right there? What does that say? It's an A. It says an A right there, right? 98%? Okay, so if I don't show up to class and I still got an A and you got mother lovers show up every day and they got Fs, why are you, why you on my back? Right. You help him get his grade up, right? And then and I just set myself up to tutor those mother lovers. Believe it or not, <laughs> I had to tutor people, right? Which was the first step of... um my gift being shown to me, right? But I wasn't paying attention, right? So then I, I go through life, right? I, I finished high school and I'm like, yes, I'm excited. Now let's go make some money, right? So I became the best drug dealer that I could. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <clears throat> and then make I worked my money. way, yeah, make money. Then I worked my way up in the hospitality industry, right? I went from being a host, right? To managing these restaurants, right? I skipped the busser, I skipped, the, the serving, right? I skipped the bartending. I skipped all that shit. I'm not saying that I had to go back. I, I didn't have to go back and do it for my manager training, but I just wanted to go. And I thought when I got there, it was going to be amazing. It was going to be awesome. And I get to tell people what to do and shit, right? But it wasn't. I got there and I still wasn't fulfilled, right? But where I learned, once again, here's spirit coming in and kind of guiding me in a direction that I just kept overlooking. I was really great at training people, right? I was really good at showing others how to do the job in a more efficient, effective way, right? And I just blindsided that. It's like, oh, what am I going to do in my life? Well, I want to go and do this. I want to make this and that, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. I might have to go to school, right? But I didn't really want to go to school because I knew that institution just wasn't right for me, right? But here I am now, right? And this is being able to use spirituality as a way to, uh, to, to, to get in tune and set those visions up for yourself, right? But then get out of the driver's seat, right? Because being in the driver's seat, you can navigate, right? You don't have the steering wheel. You can point in the direction of where you want to go, right? Say, hey, I'd like to go this way, right? And then let God be in the driver's seat or let spirit be in the driver's seat of the universe. And they help navigate you there, right? You just point them in the direction of where you want to go. And then they'll steer you. You just have to say where you want to go. You set the navigation right. When you've got a navigation, you just punch it in there. And then the navigation does all the work. 
right? It'll tell you if there's traffic. It'll tell you if there's police. Well, if you have the right, <laughs> right navigation, <laughs> it'll tell you that the police are there. So you better slow down, right? So now I've been getting in tune with that also, right? I've been sitting down thinking to myself, wow, I've been struggling my whole life trying to figure out what it is I want to do. And this whole time, spirit has been showing me. Mm-hmm. Spirit has been guiding me through the people showing up, asking me for help in certain ways. And I just overlooked that, right? Because I thought I had a better idea. I thought I was all glamorous going to be over here doing something else. However, there's different ways to get to where you want to go. And it might not be the, you might not have the best idea for you, right? So it's being able to set the thermostat, right? Or set the direction, right? Point somewhere and then get out the driver's seat and let God your angels, right? The universe kind of guide you in that direction and be in the flow of things. And let me tell you, because I've been in the flow lately, right? I've been more creative. A lot of people don't know this because I don't put it out there that much, but I rap, right? And because of my stories and the things that I told, I was scared to open up about that, right? Because I was scared of people saying, oh, you suck. You ain't good at that, right? So maybe dim my light down a little bit. So like, really low. So then Nobody really knows versus say, yeah, I could do that. And I'm freaking talented at it. Right. Right. And because of being able to open, because I'm letting, well, one, open up, get out the driver's seat. The universe spirit has kind of has has pulled me in a direction that allows me to use my voice. Hence, right here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. I was just in the flow. We just showed up. I just said, I want to be able to speak to people and that's it. And then you showed up on my life and said, well, here you go. Let's do this podcast. Right. right. And yeah. now people are listening and say, hey, what else that you do? And I've been able to create music that helps uplift people. Right. Versus using it to bring people down and say a lot of cuss words and talk derogatory things and whatnot. But now I've been able to use my story. Right. And not be ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And just set the direction I would like to go and the opportunities just show up. So I like the fact that you brought up that just being in the flow and letting allowing spirit to guide you. Right. And then we just use our tools that we gained along the way um, in that direction, in a sense. Yeah. You know, I, I there's a lot to be said about being in the flow. Um, I think that when I think about like music that has stood the test of time movies that have inspired us or that somehow when we watch it, we're um, touched by the experience, that somehow it resonates with us at a deeper level. I think that when people write books that are um, meaningful and really touch, and it could be one or two or three people, I think that we all have a story to tell and we all have a gift to give, but we're thinking about gifts like at a huge scale. And it could be the gifts that's really just sitting in front of you, what your, your day-to-day interactions with people, how you engage with your family and your children. It's like, it could be bigger than that. It could be like you making music and, and really spreading that, that spreading, um, the person because rap has has a rap (laughs) rap (laughs) right a bad rap and so taking something that many people appreciate and love and creating a different message and you're connecting your story with others and that's your gift so I think and and I I say that I'm always resistant to talk about a gift from that lens that we're so accustomed to because I think sometimes we think well what's my gift like am I supposed to be a big artist am I supposed to be all the, and I'm like, you're supposed to be you. You're supposed to be you. And whatever that you-ness is, and that might be creativity, that might be you're like the best damn bookkeeper in the whole wide world. You know, it might be it doesn't matter what it's like we don't need to keep reaching out for what we think, but rather go within and cultivate those gifts. And I think when we get in that alignment, our work stands the test of time. Our work really starts to um, inspire others. And uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to talk about the word inspire, meaning in spirit. And so when we are in the flow, we are in alignment with spirit and whatever that means for you. But that flow really is just helping people 
through your story, through your experiences, through your perspectives, and those that it resonates with will hear you. They will hear you. Mm-hmm. They will hear you, right? A lot of people spend a lot of the time, right, like you said, searching for their gift, right? Going over here, going over there, trying different things, really like trying to figure it out and digging holes over there like they're searching for gold. Yeah. Right? I feel now that I look back, now that I reverse engineer my life, right? I feel like spirit will let you know what your gifts are by the types of questions people ask you, right? By the type of um, um, conversations people bring up to you on a regular basis, right? So for whatever reason, people come to me a lot and they ask me for advice on a on a, on a plethora of different levels, right? It's like, why do people just come to me for it, right? Well, one, what they say is, I feel safe with you. I feel confident. And I feel like I could just share this with you and you're not going to be biased. And you're going to be realistic with me, right? Right. You're not going to allow me to be like, oh, poor me. I learned how to empathize with people, but not sympathize with them, right? Like I I could help them and and, and really get into their shoes and see where they're coming from. But at the same time, it's like, okay, hold on. We got different choices to make. Right. Right. And I, and I think a lot of people are out there. So if you're out there and you're trying to figure out like, what is your gift? Just pay attention to the conversations that are people are coming to you the most with. Hmm. Right. It, it, because it, that, that kind of guides you has been guiding me. Right. If I think about when my teachers ask me to tutor these other students to help them graduate. Right. When my, when my, when my company decided to ask me, Hey, can you train these people? Right. When I go to other companies and they ask of the same thing, It's like, wait a minute, people are already telling me what my gifts are. Why can't I really see it? How do I move forward with this? And how do I create um, the rest of the steps to help me get to this direction? Maybe I just go over here. Like, for instance, this podcast today, we had no idea what we're going to talk about, right? We're not attached to the the outcome. We're not attached to any typical point of view or idea, right? Isela was like, Mark, what do you want to talk about today? I was like, fuck, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. She was like, well, I have an idea. How do you feel about resolutions? I said, hey, they don't fucking work. <laughs> I think they're full of <laughs> shit. That's what I said. Right. And here we are talking about this. Right. And how spirit kind of kind of guided us and how we're moving in, in, in a direction. We're just kind of going with the flow. So if you guys notice, when you listen to a lot of these podcasts, right, we're going to I'll tell you this again. And you heard it before. They're not planned out. We come up. We have an idea. We set a direction. Right. And then we get out the driver's seat and let the conversation open up the way it needs to open up. And so when I go back and I re-listen to this, it's like, oh, my gosh. You see, if I just get out of my head, things flow so much more easier, so much more fluidly. Right. And I think that's part of our gifts showing up. Right. Our abilities to for me and Isela to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And then to answer the question from our perspective and our point of view of where we're at as an individual today. Right. Because my point of view might have changed from the first episode till now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that when it's, you know, it's so hard for me to say this because I, I don't want folks to walk away with like this is a bad thing. But, you know, we're, we've been taught to dream. And my little girl, she was four years old. And she was like, you know, her teachers are five. She was some real young. And I remember her teachers were talking about dreams coming true. And she's like, why would I want that to happen? I have nightmares. (laughs) Why do I want my dreams to come true? We have this idea of like, you know, what are your dreams in life? And the struggle I have with that is I think that dreams, the dreams that we can come up with, limit our possibilities. I think we can only dream as big as our own experiences and our expectations. So like, you know, coming from poverty and coming from a family that um, didn't all graduate from high school and have like high school was like, the like you did that and like you became the president of the United States. <laughs> That's how big that was. So it's like the dream is only as big as you're willing, right, to see yourself stepping into. And a lot of us who come from poverty, a lot of us who are people of color because of the stories that we have received from others, and we're unconscious of this. We're unconscious of this. We are like, oh, that's enough. Like I've succeeded enough. And and sometimes we self-sabotage because we don't think, for whatever reason, we're worthy of more than that. 
because we did accomplish better than our families or that we've surpassed the expectations that everybody had of us. But I think that those dreams, those expectations are limiting. And I forget who said it, but it was such an aha moment for me, probably in my mid-20s, hearing the message that what you have in front of you, like the possibilities that you have in front of you are endless. They're, the dream is bigger than you could ever dream. So let go of this idea of what you think you want because the universe will come through and actually show you the path to what you're supposed to do. And so, and sometimes what happens is we hold on so tight to the end game that we don't allow the gifts and the opportunities to show up for us. That is, that is, yes. Um, this is, this is kind of proof in the pudding right here for me right now. And as I knew, right, I wanted to help people in a way, right? But I, that's all I knew, right? And then I kind of went in certain directions, right? I, I, I took shamanic school, right? I, um, I would just try to to give unwarranted advice all the time, right? I was trying to save people all the time, right? <laughs> right? Um, but through the process, I wasn't realizing that it was me that I had to get back in tune with, back in touch with, right? Like I had to fill my cup up first, right? So within, through filling my cup up first, I, I lost that control, right? Because we want to control stuff. I want to be able to say what I do, how I do it, when I do it, right? Yeah. Um, but I realized, right? Um, the world is the way it is. And I had to learn to love my situation the way it is at the moment. Right. And learn how to watch it from a different perspective. Right. So I was hating the hospitality industry for a long time. Right. I had bigger dreams, bigger goals. I had like, I could run this place better than the owners can. Right. And the managers, and I had these ideas in my head, but it works perfect for them. And that's where they're at right now. Right. So instead of seeing all the things that were going wrong, what is going right here? I had a, I shifted my perspective to saying, hold on, wait a minute, I have an opportunity right here, right? $9 an hour, they're paying me to be there, right? They're paying me, I'm trading money for time, right? And then now I'm getting tipped by um, my guests that come in, right? And now I'm working for X amount of money. Hold on, wait a minute. What if I can make a shift and say, wait, I get to go to work, right? Mm -hmm. Now I get to practice the skill sets that I'm growing and I get to build upon and sharpen my weaknesses. Right. And now if I look at the business paying me to come to work hourly, right. And now my guests are tipping me to practice my techniques on them. It's a win-win situation, right? One, the business gets a great employee, right? Two, I'm getting paid to train and three, the guest walks away inspired and joyful. Yeah. Right. And so now the bigger scheme of things is showing up. Right. Like now my idea of helping people is opening up in a different way. So now I have an opportunity, one, to come on to this podcast, which I would have never dreamed of. Right. Like I didn't <laughs> dream that up. You, you came to me and I was like, why would I ever think of doing that? Um, right. But then an opportunity presented itself. Right. And even though I was scared as fuck. Right. Scared. Right. I just said, hey, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Like, I don't have no content for no mother loving podcast. Are you kidding me? But then I realized some stuff and throughout the growth work that I've done throughout the year. Right. And then the course of love and, and, and spending a little bit of time with you guys there and there. Then I thought, you know what? Let's just go. Let's go up to bat and let's take a fucking swing. Yeah. Right? I strike yeah. out. That's okay. Right. Because then it's a lesson learned. But here we are. Right. Um, out, 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 out the seat. This is what getting out of the driver's seat looks like, people. Right. This is kind of setting a, a a semi goal, right, or having a vision, right, right. Because my dreams and my vision are are a little bit different, right. My dreams. Some people have nightmares. <laughs> like <laughs> you think about nightmares, like oh shit, all the shit that could go wrong could possibly go wrong. Like what if this right. goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? So we're scared to like have big visions and lofty goals and shit that's gonna scare you, right? Um, but I like to say, I like to have a direction that I want to go. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when I set the direction, then Isela shows up, right. Mm -hmm. Then Mind Valley shows up in my life. And the more Heather shows up in my life. And she actually what brought me and you together. Right. Right. Yep. And I wasn't really looking. I just set the direction and you showed up. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said something that I think is really important to kind of, I think, just go a little deeper. Um, so you were in the hospitality industry and, you know, there are lots of ways to perceive that, right? Mm -hmm. And when you shifted how you were experiencing things and when you shifted how you even showed up at work, it's like when we change how we see things, the things that we're seeing change, right? And that's the power that we have, that in any given situation, we can have a, we have a choice as to how we're going to experience it. And I think that's one of the first steps of getting in the flow. You are in this experience right now. How will you perceive it? How will you open your heart up to the experience? How will you extend gratitude? Because you did have a job. You weren't, you know, it's like there were things that you were gaining from that experience that was a benefit to you. So to look at it as something that was a positive experience as opposed to, oh, shit, I got to go again and I got to deal with these people. And it's, you know, everyone comes in with their own crap and I have to, it lands on me, you know. But to turn it around and perceive it differently gets you in alignment with um, our, a higher vibration. Now, I want to tell a quick story. I was at Jack in the Box, um, which is a fast food place here in the, I think it's like West Coast. I don't think the um, on the East Coast, Jack in the Box exists, but it's a fast food place. I had stopped in to get some tea right before I picked up my, my kids. So I was just kind of standing, um, waiting for, they were busy, really busy. They were conducting interviews that day. And there was a young kid who came in and he had his hat turned backward. He had his pants. They were the skinny low pants. <laughs> so they were like tight and then low. And then he had, um, a, he had a button up shirt, but it was like all wonky and wrinkled. Like he had, you know, got pulled it out of the drawer and put it on right before he got there. And, um, so he just looked a bit disheveled and the manager came out and he, you know, he introduced himself and he said he was going to be conducting an interview with him. And he said, but let me help you out. And so he fixed his clothes for him. He turned his hat around and he said, here, let, let's shake hands. And he showed him how to do a proper handshake. And he said to him, when I come out, it's like, I'm going to pretend like we didn't have this conversation. He's like, when I come out, make eye contact with me. It's like he was teaching him how to do an interview. And I watched that whole thing play out. And this, I often would go to this Jack in the Box to work because it was by my kid's school. So I would like just sit and work from there. And I would watch him say good morning to people and talk to them and just have full on, like really intentional conversations with people. So I watch him disappear. He comes back about 10 minutes later and he does exactly what he said to this kid. He shook his hand. He introduced him as though he had never met him before. He talked to, it was like, it was unbelievable to watch this experience for me because it was like, he could have easily said, oh man, this kid ain't going to show up. He looks like, you know, this and he's that and he's all, he don't care about this interview. He could have easily done that. And he didn't. He helped him figure out how to do a better interview to raise the chances of him getting hired. And this for me, you know, we can all talk about, oh, you're working fast food, blah, blah, blah. This man shows up. I And still, whenever I stop there, he's still there. Shows up every day, happy, engaging. He has like real conversations with people and he treats his staff. I watch that all the time. He treats his staff with like the utmost respect and he plays around with them and laughs with them. And I think, my God, he could show up and just be like, fuck this job, right? It's like, I hate this shit. And for lots of reasons, but he doesn't. And it feels like a very different experience there than going to, you know, other places because of him. That's amazing to me. That is, right? You touched on something, right? It's, I used to be ashamed of waiting tables, right? Telling yep. people, what do you do? Especially, I've been on this planet for as long as I have, right? To say, you still wait tables, right? right? But fortunately, I have a group of people, right? And my goals have changed different, right? I used to go in working for money. I used to go in where my goal was to get as much money out of people as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes there would be times, right, where we, we would be able to put um, gratuity. Right. And there'd be times where I wish they didn't see that and they would double tip me. 
right? So this is the perspective shift, right? This is that shift changing, right? This is where I thought, okay, uh, especially when you're when you're especially when you're meeting women, right? You want to know what you do. You tell them all the way tables. Like, wait, what the fuck, still? Um, but luckily, I have friends that let me know. It's like, wait a minute. There's different ways of showing up in this world. There's different arenas of success, right? Um, setting your goals and having big dreams of being that fucking lawyer or that banker or that doctor, right? There's doctors that are not happy, right? right. Yeah. Lawyers, the suicidal rate for lawyers is high as heck, right? And right now, people call me up and, and ask me to help them, right? To help bring joy back into life. They're doctors, they're lawyers, right? I have a surgeon in one of my coaching groups that I have. He's a surgeon and it blows my mind and it's a little intimidating at time, but success is not... It, 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 you, you, I, I make that judgment call, right? That right. I have nothing to offer the world because I'm just this fucking server, right? Right. However, when I made that shift from going into this job, it's no longer a job anymore to me. For me, it's an area where I could go and shine my light, which mm-hmm. spirit has been asking me of, right? But I dimmed that down for so long. And I was pissed off at work. What do you want to drink? Right. Here you go. Oh, this fucker didn't tip me, blah, blah, blah. But when I made my attitude shift and I went from working for tips to service, right? Yeah. To actually serving. Huh? What a coincidence. You think I was in the service industry on accident? No, it taught me proper service, being of service to people and the hospitality industry. It's not the restaurant industry. It's the hospitality industry. That means helping people feel like they're important, just like that manager mm-hmm. could have looked at that kid and said, hold on, fuck this. You know what? Sorry. He yeah. turned around, he showed him properly, right? Because people don't know any better. So when I would get a shitty tip, I would automatically think, oh, you can't afford the tip. Why are you going out? But when I decided to shift that perspective from working for money to saying, wait a minute, I'm going to create unforgettable experiences for people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming in here. I'm going to send them off 5% more joyful, 5% more inspired or uplifted, right? It shifted everything. Right. I went from making 20 percent to 25 average to 30 to 35. Now I'm hitting that 40 mark. Right. And people are like, how did you do that? Well, it was a perspective shift. I fell in love with my job again because I'm not just a server. I'm a beacon of light. I go out here and I help people make their day feel a little bit better. Right. And then they tell their friends and they come in. Right. I had a guest. I went to go visit um, the place that I worked this weekend, right? So it's Sunday afternoon. The Cardinals are playing the Seahawks. I know I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm a Seahawks fan. So I know I have a lot of um, regulars that are going to be there. And it's fun to have banter back and forth. And I could walk into my place of employment, right? And I could talk to every single table on the way in, right? It warms my heart. People are like, wow, you're like a celebrity around here. How does everybody know you? It's like, well, because I talk to everybody, right? right. I had one of my regulars show up. He goes, hey, check this out. I want to show you my new screensaver, Right. He picks up his phone and he shows me, and it's a picture of me. Oh, he wow. Like, yeah. He's like, I just like to let you know, anytime I watch any of your videos, anytime I see you, you just inspire me so much. And he goes, I put you on my on my screensaver. And I'm like, wow, that touched my heart, right? Because this is wow. another gentleman, right? And, of course, we made some funny jokes. His other friend was like, you don't want to know what he does to that picture <laughs> <laughs> and I just laugh and I thought to myself, like, if it makes him happy, I don't care what he does. Right? Just don't do it in front of me. <laughs> Spread happiness everywhere. <laughs> you see, and that to think that because this guy, he he's big wig in his company, right? And he makes a lot of money and he comes and he spends a lot of money, right? But for that human being, for that person to sit there and have me, a server, right? As his screensaver, be his inspiration to help him get through his days when he's not feeling so good. Yeah. It, it shifts the way you think about things. Yeah. Right. And that's like, it wasn't my goal to be right here for fucking 20 plus years. Right. However, we're able to make a difference. Right. And it helps shift. And it's pulling me in the direction because now I'm getting out the driver's seat. Right. Now I'm allowing spirit to guide me. Look where it guided me. It guided me to some guy's freaking screensaver on his phone. I should have charged him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that beacon of light is really an important thing. Even as you were talking and I was thinking about, you know, the story I shared about the manager at Jack in the Box. Amazing. I mean, really what he did for that kid, right? It, maybe he got the job, maybe he didn't get the job, but to help him like that wasn't, there wasn't anything that he expected in return. And I think that when you, 
you know, in terms of your personality and your willingness and your ability, because that's a skill set, um, your ability to connect with others. And I think one of the most important things that when we are connecting with others is the ability to really get attuned with them and to be able to listen to them. And I think that's why, um, because I, I get that a lot too. Like I'll be at Sprouts like shopping and I'm putting like lemons in the bag and somebody comes up to me and starts telling me that he's going to lose his house. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm just buying lemons here. <laughs> and I think what happens is number one, there's something that when you are in the flow and when you are in that space of, of really seeking peace in your own life, I think that becomes a magnet that can attract others um, because they can sense that within you. I think the other piece too is, like I said, the willingness to listen, to really hear the story you're telling me and who you are as opposed to what I think and what I feel you should do. And, what, and, and I think that's, we don't listen well enough we listen with the intent to reply rather than the lit with to listen with the intent to understand. And I think that goes both ways. I think it's not with our interactions with one another, but really listening within to ourselves within listening to the truth of who we are listening to, you know, those that gut instinct, that intuition that's within us we get wrapped up in our own thought process that we lose sight of that. And I think you and I both are in the same place right now where we're getting to the place of really beginning to trust that intuitive experience um, and, and step into it and trusting it. That's the other piece is just trusting it. Yeah. And since we're on the, the topic of resolutions, right, since we're on the topic of like setting goals and whatnot, a lot of the times we set goals or resolutions, right, um, halfway knowing that we're probably not going to hit them, right, or for a specific something, right? Oh, I want this body, right? I want to I want to I, I be skinny versus I want to be healthy, right? Oh, I want to make X amount of money. I want to get this job, right? versus I, I noticed a difference now, like as we were having this conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, right? I did set a goal, right? I did set a direction, but in that direction, I said to myself, how am I able to serve more? How am I able to show more compassion? How am I able to empathize with people more, right? When I made people the focus, when I, met, when I, when I made helping others uplift others, the, the most important part of, of my day, right? It really shifted things around, right? Because no longer the focus was, how do I create 80% more dollars a week, right? Even though that old part, like, don't get me wrong, money is is nice, it's good to have, right? It's great to make a lot of money, right? Because the more money I have, the more people I can help, right? But when I took the focus off that, and I put the focus on how can I serve better? How can I be of service? How can I be more compassionate as a human being to another human being? And I became that. The rest just fall, fell through, right? It was, there's yeah. a difference between wanting that money, right? Versus saying, hold on, how can I help you get to where you would like to go? Sometimes people don't even know what they need in life, right? And I just showed up as me, yeah. right? I just took off the mask, right? That I thought that the business person, right? And I just showed up as this smiley kid, just being goofy as hell, singing, right? When I come to the table, like, Wingolings, wingolings, and people love it. And they cry, I'm not the best singer, but I created an experience for them, right? right? So when I when I when I sit back and I think about this a little bit more, my goal, right? The resolution, the outcome that I was trying to um provide was of being of more service to somebody, right? Without being attached to the money, without being attached to the tip, because I still get tips that are like under 20%. And I was like, thank you. I'm a money magnet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because more than I had, right? Because I don't know what that person's going through, right? Yeah. But it is yeah. it's far and few in between, right? So now that I sit back and I think about it, it's like, wow, maybe that goal, maybe those things should be of being a better person, being a better human being, being better than I was yesterday, right? Not trying to get the car because if I become that person, right, that car is just going to be attracted to me. That money might just be attracted. That perfect job, this podcast was attracted to me because of who I became through the process, right? Because I'm pretty sure you just don't go around asking random people if they want to be on a podcast. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Okay. 
<laughs> because I know some women back in the day that would just ask anybody to be in their bed, right? Right. And I don't attract those type of people anymore, right? I used to because that's what I was, the energy I was putting out. Yeah. And I put out different energy, so I don't get that many offers anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty strong believer in um, in what kind of creating a vibration and being very well aware of what you're attracting as a result of that vib- vibrational pool. And I think that that service to others, like, I think when you do what you love and when you are of service to others, the money comes. And I remember, it must have been like 10 years ago. No, it was longer than that. But it was when I first started doing consulting. Um, and I didn't know a whole lot about taxes and how that worked. Well, I made more money. I wasn't very good at tracking it either. And I made more money than I thought I was going to make or that I made that year. So at the end of the year, when I was doing my taxes, it turns out that I owed the IRS $7,500 like in taxes. And I had no idea. And it hit me hard because, you know, my husband's always been very trusting of, um, you know, decisions I made. Like I left a job and my job when I, I used to be a director of a crisis intervention program and um, in that field of work, you know, it's not like being a CFO of a of a bank. Um, so you don't make that as much money. But at the time, I was making $70,000 a year. And that's good for crisis intervention. And I left that job without knowing what I was going to do. They were making some changes that I just couldn't live with. And they had to from a fiscal perspective. And so I left and my husband was like, you know, let's pack up your stuff. Let's go. You'll be fine. Within a matter of weeks, I was consulting and I was traveling through the whole nation consulting but I had didn't have any understanding of like how to manage that or how to pay taxes and so I um owed 7500 I remember feeling like I'd failed you know like I had done something really horrible because my husband had trusted me to do this and here now I owe the government $7,500 and then like worst case scenario plays out in your head right they're gonna they're gonna seize my bank accounts they're gonna do all this stuff like I totally think the worst and I really kind of put it out. I remember it's what one of those times where you're kind of on your knees surrendering and you're like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to just trust. About a week later, I got a phone call from one of the big agencies here in Phoenix. And they were like, we have a situation that's happening in South Phoenix um, with the school district. They are slotted to lose many of their um, their 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 um openings for kids and this is a an an area that really needs the services for children and um we want you to go in and do some leadership consultation with the administration because they're going to lose about 200 slots and that's going to be a big hit to the community because those kiddos really need the services and so I go out there and it's a shit show, but I'm good at that. Like I'm really good at leadership consultation. I'm really good at like calling people on their shit. I'm really good at helping people work through and navigate the problems that are happening. And so they were like, okay, let's do this. It's a couple months. Let's really do some intensive work. What we have in our budget for this year is $7,500. Wow. And I was like, what the f- Fuck. And I have had so many of those experiences where I'm like, you know what, Isela, you have no reason to not trust the universe. You have no reason to not trust that it's going to flow and that it's going to be okay and that things are going to show up. So when I start to um, doubt or question or wonder, I have to check myself because it's like, you know what? The universe hasn't hasn't failed me yet. And so I that's my own bullshit thinking and experience that I think is going to happen. So what happens when you focus on that? That's what you pull in. And so I let it go. I let it go. And I'm like, no, I'm going to trust this experience. And I know that the universe conspires for me, not against me. Not against me. It's happening for you, through you. Yeah. Right. So let's just say this. Let's just ask this question, right? Since we both agree that resolutions are like full of shit, right? Most of the time, you got a bad connotation. What would be uh, uh, a more productive way of setting something, um, setting a a temperature, setting a direction? What would be what would be a practice or what would be another way of um, simulating this type of um, behavior uh, moving forward for anybody that would like to 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 envision something? So when I get out of bed and I think. 
I think it was either Maya Angelou or Oprah, but one of them said, if thank you was the, vet, the only prayer you ever said, that would be enough. And when I get out of bed, the first thing I say is thank you. And then Wayne Dyer said, you put one foot down and you put the other foot down. And in, the, in those two experiences, what I say is thank you for all that I am. Thank you for all that I have. And may I be of service to you. And may I be of service to others. And so that's how I set my day-to-day -day experiences. And having said that, the thing that I'm, I struggle with and the thing that I'm trying to work through right now is that I do have a spiritual business that I want to get off the ground. And I have, you know, I, I do really well in my field of work in education. Um, I, I do really well there. And taking the leap to spend the dedicated time because my money maker right now is education, right? That's what pays my bills. But I, my spiritual work is what I'm supposed to be doing. And maybe it's marrying those two worlds to some degree because I do specialize in trauma. Um, I'm also intuitive and I'm a medium. And so those are the things that I know will serve others. And so I try, I'm trying to get out of my, well, first I got to do this many posts and then I got to go social media and then I got to do this because it's like, is that me trying to be in charge? Um, and so I'm working through that whole experience to try to, to get in the flow. I've also written seven books, um, fiction books based on my life that um, are, there's one, it's a family um, and I'm editing those, but it's taking me forever because I have all these other projects going on. So it's really, for me, it's about gratitude. And now I'm really trying to figure out how do I just allow for things to unfold in front of me without feeling like I need to take some control. What are your feelings? What's going on with you? I, for me, right, it's um, uh, just having a direction, right? Having okay. a direction where I would like to go. Um, what, what's come in handy for me lately is um, having somewhat of a game plan, right? Uh -huh. I played a lot of sports. Um, the coach always had a game plan, right? And we followed that game plan as much as we could, but that didn't mean because we're on the court, right? Like we can have a game plan all we want, but sometimes the game asks for something different, right? Sometimes a player takes over. Sometimes your hot player is not on and the other player has to, you kind of adjust as you go. So it's good to have a plan, but not be attached to the outcome, right? right? And kind of go and ride the waves. So for me versus I used to be like, wow, I want to make a hundred dollars today, right? right? Or I want my day to be like this and I want to track this. Now I'm like, holy, hold on. Let me, let me see. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay. What I want to feel today, I want to feel joy. Mm -hmm. I want to feel excitement, right? I want to feel inspired um, and, and inspiring, be inspiring, right? So now I, I get more attached, more more in tune, not attached. I get more in tune, right, with what I would like to feel, mm -hmm. I, what emotions I would like to invoke in others, and what emotions I would like to come out of me, right? So when I when I when I when I wake up in the morning, right, and I am grateful, right, and I'm thankful for being able to breathe another day, right, and I put that out into the universe, right, and it goes out, well, then my day shows up joyously, mm -hmm. right? It shows up magical stuff, right? Inspiration shows up throughout the story from a guest or just somebody I encountered on the streets, right? And when I learned that it's about the emotions and the way I feel through going through the day versus collecting things, Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and I figure out in somewhat of a way, right. Because you never know what's going to show up. Sometimes traumatic events happen throughout the day. You'll get a disgruntled guest. However, I respond differently versus react. Right. right? And I know that person is just coming from a fearful, a fearful part of their personality. They're just scared. Right. And I'm able there to help diffuse this, the, the, the situation a little bit, help them stay cool, calm and collective. Right. And in that way, that inspiration or that joyfulness came up in another way of helping another person once again through service. So that's how I kind of set the tones of my days um, as emotional um, things that I would like to feel. Right. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, that's kind of how I've been getting um, working, playing with. Right. Because these things are just tools. These are just ways of playing people. Right. It's what works for you. Right. Some people don't need a schedule. Right. 
I, I never used to either. But then again, I was never able to go in the direction and be really consistent in an area to get to where I really want to go because I'm all over the place, right? You don't see a train going from point A to point B and it takes 20 million turns. No, that mother lover goes in the most direct direction mm-hmm. as possible, right? But I also know that there's going to be times where you have to make a little minor shift, right? So yeah, that's how I kind of, how, how I kind of see it. I think, um, you know, what's such an important message as I listen to you and sharing what I just shared is that there are lots of ways. There are lots of paths. And what worked for me 10 years ago is very different than what's working for me now. Um, And we have to be willing to allow ourselves to kind of move through those experiences Um, Sometimes we hold on to expectations and what we think we shoulda or coulda. And, you know, it's really about listening, I think, intuitive to your own intuition, to the truth of who you are, to what works for you and getting honest about that. Um, We have to stop the bullshit. If there was like a resolution, like if I said this should be a resolution, it's stop the bullshit of what you think people think about you, what they think you should do. It's like, stop caring about that. Stop showing up for other people in a way that pleases them. Show up as who you are and and learn the truth of that. Learn how to feel what you feel. Give yourself permission to have those emotions, good or bad. Don't judge that shit. Just feel it. And then you can make a decision. You know what? I don't feel so good right now. Okay, so then how do you want to feel? Which is what you just shared. How do you want to feel? And how do you get in that space where you can access that? Because it's an inside job. It's not an outside job. You can be the most peaceful person in the midst of the bullshit storm chaos if you choose to be. And, and that's the power that we all hold within us is that we can choose in any given moment or circumstance how we feel. And we forget that. We forget that. And so I think if I, if I sent a wish to everybody as we're coming to close this, closing this <laughs> podcast, that it's really that is let go of what you think you should be. Let go of what you think people are telling you, um, or are that they, they are telling you that you should be. And, and learn about who you really are and get in alignment with that. What are your, what's your final thought? Yeah, step into who you are, right? Find what it is that you enjoy doing, right? That you know what it is because when you find what you love doing, time goes like that. Like this hour and doing this podcast went by like that. That means I love doing this shit. Yeah. Right. And it's really stepping into who you are and where and, and, and where you find that connection. Right. And I would say, like, we don't need a new year, right, to make different choices, right? Every single day is a new opportunity to step into your greatness, right? I don't need it to be spring for my flowers start to bloom, right? I don't need winter to show up for me to chop parts of myself or parts of my um, fearful personality of, right? Those are all things that we have every single day. We have the opportunity to address those. We learn, we could help integrate, right? We don't want to chop off those parts. We want to thank them for being of service, right? And they got us to this point, clear it and let it go, right? Because something that used to work for me over here when I was in my early 30s, right, might not work here anymore. And I have to be able to adapt to that. Right. And we don't need a resolution to do that. We don't need permission from other people and what they're doing with their lives. And they want to wait till the first of the year. Well, they could wait till the first of the year. I'm going to make this change tomorrow. But that's a choice that you have to make. Yeah. Right. And these are just tools. These are just ideas throwing out there. Right. We're just feeding information out. And what you do with that, once again, is totally up to you. Yep. Absolutely. You want to close this off, Mark? <laughs> Yeah, I get excited. Well, thank you very much for rocking with us. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your beautiful day in order to come and hang out with us and listen, 
right? There's a little bit of something in here for anybody. It doesn't matter if your skin is brown or not, right? People across the world are letting me know that, holy smokes, even though they come from different cultures and different places around the world, that they still resonate with these stories, right? And it's beautiful to have two people, right, coming together, getting to know each other through a podcast and to just vibe and just allow it to go, right? So thank you once again, uh, Mark Sanchez, Isela Garcia. You can find me on Mark underscore my underscore magnificence on Instagram. I'm on there a lot. Guys, sooner or later, I'm going to have a lot of other um, ways of you getting in touch with me. But for right now, that's the main one. How about you, Isela? I am at IselaGarcia.com and I'm going to start TikToking. <laughs> I'm fun that I am. I'm going to start TikToking. So I'm going to get, I'm going to, I have my account already going, starting to record videos. And so I'm going to start to get out there with all the young kids. <laughs> and so I'll have little bits of wisdom. I mean, it's like three minutes, right? Little bits of wisdom around um, healing trauma and uh, really getting in the alignment uh, of truth, the truth of who you are. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. You guys have a great day. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. Love you. you really are.